0: Welcome, everybody from around the world. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Commentaries from the Edge. This is Karen Goldberg, and here's what's coming up. I'm particularly delighted that we're going to have a very special program today on Commentaries from the Edge, and that is because we are going to have the opportunity to hear from three young women about a very important topic. And that is sexual harassment and assault to young teen women, especially high school age. And as part of this, uh, introducing the three of them, let's begin with understanding a particular program that the three of them are participating in. And I have the opportunity to introduce you to Robin Kaye, who's a psychologist and has been coordinating and overseeing this particular project. So Robin, welcome to the program. And please tell us a little bit about this project that the three of them and you have been involved in.
1: Thank you so much, Karen. We're delighted to be here today. The um, three young women that I've been working with, uh, who you'll meet in a few moments, have been participating in a program sponsored by Moving Traditions, an organization that emboldens Jewish youth to challenge gender stereotyping and other forms of discrimination and to wholeness, caring connections, and a just and equitable world. Moving Traditions was established in 2005 with a single teen group for girls and has expanded into a number of programs. The specific program that um, Mia, Maya and Alex have participated in is called Cole Kalenu. This is a teen feminist fellowship, um, which is an opportunity for young women in grades 10 through 12 to learn how to effectively speak their minds and create the change that they want to see in the world. So a very important and timely organization and project.
0: Thank you so much, Robin, absolutely. In fact, um, the timing, especially because we're living through the threat to uh, 50 years of Roe versus Wade and how difficult it's going to be for young women and older women to be able to have access to decisions about their own body. So very timely, and that makes me particularly pleased to have an opportunity before we hear from the valuable information that these three young women have gathered in this project. I want our listeners to know a little bit about them. Alex Nelson is a high school student in Southern California. She's an active feminist and became first involved in this idea of creating change after stories about sexual assault and harassment started to come out, in particular, in her community. The next young woman we're we're going to hear from is Maya Wint. Maya also is a high school student in Southern California. She's always had a passion for women's rights and considers herself a feminist. It wasn't until women that she knows, and in fact herself, experienced sexual harassment and assault, that she started to speak up. And finally, we're going to be hearing from Mia Vorkoper, who is a high school student in the state of Washington, and for a long while now, has been involved in social justice. That is how she got connected to this project of Moving Traditions, and she feels now much more aware of this whole issue of sexual assault and harassment in her community and around the world, and which is why she wants to speak up at this time. So welcome to the three of you. Um, maybe we'll start with Alex. Um, I wanted to you know, have a chance to ask you, Alex, I know you have been gathering a lot of data about this issue and really being able to kind of give us a picture of the scope and impact of this problem and what the data is is showing you.
2: Hi, yes. So when we first started talking about what issues were most prevalent in our society, we all at first stated sexual harassment and sexual assault. And so with that, we started doing some base research on our topic to find out how pervasive the problem really was. And we started by researching our hometowns. So, we found in LA that over 25% of youths aged 14 to 17 have reported being molested at some point. In my hometown of San Diego, we found that 44% of an adult survey respondents indicated that they felt adolescent sexual assault victims were less likely to be believed than adult victims. And in Mia's hometown of Seattle, we found that more than two out of three of uh, sexual assaults go unreported. Then we focused on gathering national data. And one of the most uh, interesting and unfortunate facts that we found was that females aged 16 to 19 are four times more likely than the general population to be victims of rape, attempted rape, or
0: sexual assault. Oh, that, that those are awesome statistics I mean really incredible so actually you know somehow we've often in in our culture you know for years now we've been hearing about sexual harassment in the workplace uh, for women but I think this issue that you have discovered is so tremendous about the way in which young women are victimized by sexual assault sexual harassment really hasn't gotten the attention, and so it's really great that you've done this kind of research for all of us. Maya, um, I'm going to call upon you next, and wondering, you know, in terms of sort of thinking about all that data, just realizing how difficult it is for young women to come forward and really deal with the pain of this kind of experience.
3: Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for having me and letting us share our story and uh, share the information that we've found. Um, So I feel like the most important thing to talk about right now is the fear that victims experience when it comes to coming out about their experiences and getting help they need, mostly because of victim blaming that happens and the fact that no one tends to believe them when they come out. Um, about the things that they've experienced, which tends to scare especially teenagers away from sharing um, their trauma and getting the help they need. But one thing that also I've noticed is that there isn't much awareness of the resources that there are to help them, um, which is kind of part of our project. Um, We created a brochure to help um, share the resources that there are out there. And there are so many and I had no idea how many there were Um, and I feel like schools don't do a great job at sharing those with students Um, so you know you can't really get help if you don't know where to go and sometimes you know you don't feel comfortable going to your parents and being like I need a therapist because of this this and this and going to a school sometimes isn't always available Um, so I feel like we really need to make these resources more like widely known um and if these victims don't get the help that they need there can be serious side effects like depression anxiety trouble focusing at school ptsd and substance abuse which are really terrible so we need to make sure that victims are getting the help that they need
0: um yeah so so that's you know you're talking about the consequences uh when you have no one to turn to and when you feel like you're going to not be believed anyway, if you, right? Is that what you're saying? If you tried to turn to someone, why do you think it is that that people are not believing young women when they're coming forward?
3: I think it's a mixture of things, um, probably starting with the fact that men are just overall favored in our society and we don't really tend to believe things that go against them. And I'm sure a lot of responses are going to be men are raped too. And women are also um, predators and can be the ones that are the people who are, you know, creating this trauma. But in reality, most rapes, most sexual assaults, most sexual harassment is caused by men. And in a society like ours, um, men are just prioritized and, we will do anything to protect them and make sure that, um, you know, their lives aren't ruined because a very, very, very common response when women come out about their sexual assault is you just ruined that man's life. You just ruined his image. He's not going to get into college. He's not going to get a good job. You know, he's not going to be able to uh, support a family. But it wasn't the woman who came out about her assault. It was the man it was his fault, you know. He sexually assaulted someone. And... It was
0: his fault that he's he's ruining his life. In other words, yes. he's saying right. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And I just feel like that's why women can't come out because you know they aren't believed because we want to protect men instead of helping women when
0: they need it. Yeah, I, you know, I wish I could remember the name the name of the case, but I think what some of what you're describing. I think happened not too long ago at Stanford university where there was this very prominent young man Brock Turner. Who, who raped someone and no one could believe he would do that. It was the same type of issue that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It, ha- it happens all the time. So that's, that's very discouraging. Um, you know, given that that's, There that is, and and that's really difficult to change because it would be like the society would have to have a realization of how important it is to change that. What is? Can you give us some of those resources that you're talking about? Maybe we can just say a few of them now, and I will be happy to print those uh, on the podcast description for people also.
3: Yeah, so the first one that is obviously pretty... Uh, common is um, the sexual assault hotline that you can look up um, really easily. Let me pull up the number right now. Um, the number is 310-644-3923, but that might just be from my area. But there are so many resources. Um, rain.org has the longest list of resources I could possibly uh-huh. find um, some are the National Sexual Assault Hotline which I just mentioned National National Sexual Violence Resource Center National Organization for Victim Assistance National so- Online Resource Center of Violence Against Women and there is just more and more and more there is somebody that wants to help always
0: so that's encouraging That that's something very positive to know that of uh, those resources are available nationally. Yeah, you know, which kind of works against the issue all the issues you're bringing up that make it so difficult for young teen women to, you know, overcome the really the prejudices that are there, right, in in the community.
3: I mean, I think it's really important and amazing that we have this many resources, but at the end of the day if people don't know that they're there, they're pretty much useless. So we need to make sure that, you know, girls across the country know that they're there and that there's help that can be given.
0: Well, maybe, you know, at the end, of, uh, after I, after we talk to Mia, maybe we'll, we'll brainstorm a little bit about what, you know, s- since school was the centerpiece of young people's lives, we could talk about how they might step up and really participate in getting the information out. So thank you so much, Maya. We'll move on to Mia. Mia, I know that that, that that bringing up about the school, you're really, I know you've talked about that the school doesn't really have a sense of supporting this and um, that the school sometimes even makes young women feel that they're part of the problem that they're trying to report.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um- I'll start off like just going off the statistic that Alex provided. So females ages 16 to 19 are four times more likely than the general population to be victims of rape, attempted rape, or sexual assault. And that's exactly in like the high school range. And so schools really, it's very necessary that they're able to provide the support that is needed. And so often I hear of um, schools either ignoring the situation or blaming the victim or just not proceeding with the correct um, response. And it's so disappointing because schools can be such a solution. It's um, a great place to provide resources. And it's a great place to educate. Um, and it's just not executing. Um, as a teenager, I, the demographic of um the people that i know and just of all the girls sexual assault happens to it is so so many it's so heartbreaking and it's just this consistent idea of if it hasn't happened to you it's to someone you know and um and growing up with this and um just ha- being in this environment it is extremely necessary that schools are able to proceed with the right response.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, have three of you and any of either, you know, Alex, Maya, or, or me, if you want to just jump in to answer this question. I mean, have either any of you really um, tried to approach your school to talk about this since now you have so much information? Um.
2: I did a couple of months ago. This is, I this to, is Maya. This is Alex. Oh,
0: Alex. Okay, Alex. Uh huh. So
2: I approached my school back in March to talk to them about getting some surveys out to find out uh, what the effects of sexual harassment and sexual assault were at my school specifically. And my school was more prior like they prioritized um, their image. They didn't want to have Uh claims get out, and they didn't want um, the public to find out that certain things were going on at their schools, so they weren't as keen with conducting a survey that could reveal that sexual harassment and assault had had been occurring on our campus. And what was your response to that? Well, I couldn't really argue it because it is the staff at our school. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I did go back a few times just to ask again to see if they had changed their mind and maybe see if their morals would lead them in a different
0: direction. <laughs> yes, that's that's a sad story right there. Um, what about either, either of you maya or mia have you had any conversations with your school regarding this
4: um i haven't had any direct conversations with the school but i definitely know of people who have gone forward and there hasn't been anything the school had was able to do um or sometimes it's just like it's going off what maya was talking about um, people are just not able to come forward and so there are people in our school who um, have done horrible things and yet are still able to go to that school because of
0: the fear and uh, stigma around coming forward yeah that's just awful you know um, Robin mentioned about your brochure that you've created and I'm just wondering do you think that the schools would at very least um be willing to distribute the brochures or have them available in, let's say, you know, the health office? Um,
2: I personally believe yes. When I took my health class my freshman year, they did talk some about sexual harassment and sexual assault. They did not go very far into depth, but I think if they're willing to talk about that, they should at least be willing to hand out resources um i know we've got a student services room at our school that hands out resources for drug use alcohol use bullying anxiety so i should hope that other resources um for problems that a lot of students face should be available
0: you would hope so and that you know that your work would have a life to it in the sense of you know being able to have this brochure copy multiplied and put out um, and that would be a wonderful way of you know your 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 hard work being used in such a positive way so if the three of you you know again either of you could jump in to talk about this Um, I mean if you could have things be the way you would want them to be at very best with the school being the center of it what would you hope for what what kind of picture do you have in mind
3: Um, I personally think like, is this Maya? Yes.
0: Hi, Maya. Okay.
3: So one thing I just really like to mention really quick before I answer that question is that our brochure can be personalized like to school districts and stuff. So any data in there can be changed. It can be made for specific areas. So I think that could be like a really great first step, you know, just getting the information about where they can, where teenagers can get help. Um, after they face something like this would be great. Um, Something we also discussed um, before the um, Robin, Mia, Alex and I have discussed is just, um, you know, better response to the girls. You know, if a girl comes forward about it, don't side with the boy, don't, or the predator, whoever was the person who, um, you know, assaulted the person coming forward, you know, don't side with that person. Um, you know, make sure you can do anything to make the person coming forward more comfortable um, if they want to change their schedule so they don't have to see that person around school anymore. Do that, you know, suspend or expel that
0: person. Um, I mean, I'm just going to interrupt you for one second. I mean, you're, you're actually saying that if somebody, just, just to give an example specifically, if someone goes to the, let's say, you know, vice principal at a school, and said, "You know, I need to have my schedule change because this this young man is, you know, harassing me sexually and making me very uncomfortable." You mean that they they would not respect your wishes to change your schedule?
3: I mean, they might, mm-hmm. but I know that um, I know that it's not always that easy, and um, I've heard of cases at my school where. Um, it, I mean, I wasn't there and it really just kind of made its way down to me, you know, through, um, I guess, rumors and gossip. But, I mean, I've heard that when people do come forward, it really did just, they say, okay, just stay away from each other and that's it. And there was really no support for the girl, if anything, did a lot of victim blaming. And no, like I said earlier, they just didn't believe her because how could this boy who's on the wrestling team and is so amazing, how could he do something that she's describing? So I don't know if they would, I don't really think that they would.
0: It yes. does, Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it, yeah. So um, you, you, what you were describing is at least, yeah, that would be your hope that the school would completely change their their point of view and their approach Anyone else have a picture they'd like to...
4: Yeah, Uh, if I could just chime in. um, Is this Alex? This is is
0: Mia. Oh, Mia, yes, please.
4: Um, If I could just chime in going off of what Maya was saying, oftentimes um, I feel like uh, sexual assault cases are often dismissed as just like drama or just normal like uh, teenage gossip or whatever and not Mm. always taken that seriously. And especially if um, the perpetrator is, like, popular, well-liked in a lot of sports, it's extremely hard for schools to... I haven't seen the correct action taken. And so it's just something to think about, like, how status can... How status has affected how the schools come forward. And for something that could be fixed in the future, I think definitely just education like um i know there's a lot of scenarios where sometimes people aren't aware that this is sexual assault and as um being pressured is more common and if someone's under some kind of influence a lot a lot of times it's not taken as seriously or it's not realized that it's actually sexual assault and so just education around like um consent and what uh and
0: what is, what is the, what is the, yeah, what does no mean? What does no actually mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been, yeah, that's been brought up in other, in other places too. Yeah. Uh, For women in general. Yeah. No is no. Exactly. And under, and for, for men to understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're really, the three of you are really painting a, a very so strong scenario here that we have a long way to go. And in a way, you know, at least knowing that more in the older adult world, men have been losing their jobs, you know, famous men who have been pointed out as being sexual predators and having and, and doing sexual assault have lost their professions, have lost their status. In the community it seems like somehow uh the fact that that has happened in the last you know i would say last few years in particular uh it hasn't trickled down to the to the high school level and to the teenage level which is really just seems absurd so you know the three of you have made such a valuable contribution to this i hope that you continue with it no matter how much how many obstacles are put in your way, and I will definitely be writing uh, on the description where the resources are for people to be able to to try to get help. Is there anything before we we say goodbye today that you'd like to add any of you or to to the work that you've been doing?
4: None for me, thanks.
3: Yeah, I think we
0: covered it all. Okay, well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I wish you lots of luck for the end of this school year and much success for your, each of your futures.
1: Thank you so thank you. much. Thank you. Thank, thank
0: you so much again. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Commentaries from the Edge. Please subscribe and you will be notified of all future episodes.